Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. I'm so thrilled that you joined us again this week. Gerald here with you, of course, and I got to bring in another P on the pod, my guest host this week. And it's a guy that I'm personally friends with. I don't really know why. I'm questioning that each and every day, but I love this guy on a personal level, but he's also been on the show many times before. And I just love having him back to discuss a fun top five topic. So say what's up to Brad from the Cinema Guys, uh, 2B Tuesday, Apple Teeny once a year. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I question our friendship, you know, every day too, Gerald. And just I wake <laughs> up mutual. and go, "Why am I friends with Gerald? I don't, rem- I don't know why. Why?" This guy texted me again. Should I respond to him this time? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me back on. I'm excited. I'm I am always thrilled to uh, get on the mic yeah. with you. So yeah, of course I'm kidding. I love you. You're one of my favorite people, and uh, we've garnered a great friendship over the last couple of years. And it's always great to get you on the show as well. So. We often dive into movies. Of course, a shout out to Hey To Be Friends. That was for Dan. <laughs> yeah, he's going to want to hear that for sure. <laughs> That's your becoming your signature. I like that. I'm going to let you tell everybody about, you know, the stuff you're doing with Tubi and all that stuff at the end. You plug your show. Yeah. Make sure you guys yeah. stay tuned for that. And if you if you like movies that no one else likes, then you'll be <laughs> <laughs> you're in the right Question, place. Questionable uh, viewing sometimes. Sure, sure. Well, we often dive into movies here on Two Peas. I think last time you and I got together there, Brad, we did music because we did our debut albums. We did. So that was a lot of fun. And this time around, we're back in the world of movies, though. Why don't you tell everybody what we're counting down tonight, buddy? Well, we are counting down our top what-the-fuck moments in film. Yeah. Those, those moments you're watching the movie, it happens, and you're like, what the fuck? I was talking to you before we started recording and I was watching some of these scenes back that I hadn't seen in a while. And I was like, you know, I kind of remember like actually saying what the fuck. (laughs) Yeah. And in a lot of these cases, or at least thinking it, there were a few of mine that I think I verbally said that like watching it in the theater. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. And then some of them resonate with you too, where afterwards you're like, what the fuck was that? You know, what did I see there? (laughs) So I watched a few of them back on YouTube and, yeah, they're definitely still WTF moments for me, so that <laughs> I put them on my list. Now, I want to ask a little bit about your criteria before we get into the five. Mm-hmm. So I try to – there's a couple that you could argue fall in this category, but I tried to stay away from quote-unquote plot twists. Okay. I, I more was just like a random scene kind of or something that happened in the movie that made me say, what the fuck? But the only reason, though, it's okay if you brought plot twists to the table, because the only reason is because that's a future episode that I have scheduled. So I want to try to have a different list for that than I had for this. And what also is funny is about a year ago, our buddy Julio, our mutual friend Julio from The Contrarians, him and I did cringeworthy moments, Mm -hmm. which which a lot of those I'm also going, what the fuck is this? (laughs) So I didn't put any of those on my list either because I've already done that list. So this is a little more challenging for me. But with that being said, when you were coming up with your list, how easy was this for you? Um, At first, it it was a little difficult, like trying to think of like, okay, what are some some of those moments? And I'd same. I tried 
not to do so much, you know, the plot twist. Some of them do mm-hmm. that I have on my list, but they're twists in the plot with something that happens on screen that really makes you go, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I tried to some go with that shock value a little bit more than a complete twist, but there are some twists on there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple that I put in my honorable mentions that are like clearly plot twists. So I yeah, put those in my same. honorables. Same. And, and also I've mentioned some of these so many times I'm like, all right, I'm not going to put them in, in my five. So okay. there's a couple that I'll have in my honorable mentions that are some of my favorite movies and scenes okay. and that kind of thing of all time. But all right, Brad. So we're going to do our top five. What the fuck movie moments? That's basically it. If it just made us say what the fuck and just kind of go, yeah. wow. I guess we could have said wow <laughs> moments, but we're not safe for work. So who cares? Right, yeah. I mean, it's not like you're nobody cares recording the cinema guys and you got to bleep this out every time. I know. I thought you were going to say it's not like anyone's listening, which could also be true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So here we go. Uh, kick us off, buddy. What's your number five WTF moment? Well, my number five is definitely one in the theater that I verbally said, what the fuck? And that is from Annihilation. It is the bear person that comes in and that scream. Oh. I, it, I was just like, what wow. the fuck is this? And it, it's That's one funny. that that yell and everything just like sticks with you after you watch it. That's funny you mentioned that because I have Annihilation in my list, but it's a different scene. Oh, okay. It's actually my honorable mentions, so I'll just go ahead and mention it now, but it's the doppelganger scene at the end. Okay, yep, yep. Where they like kind of dance together. Yeah, and I don't want to give away <laughs> too much too many spoilers, but I mean, you know, there's a weird <laughs> there's weird alien shit going on. You, and- you, you you probably should state right at the top that there are some of these that are gonna be spoiler big spoilers of the film, at least mine definitely are if you haven't seen the film yeah they all, will mine, definitely spoil all mine are pretty old but yeah let's just go ahead yeah thank you let's just go ahead and do that so <laughs> so we're if gonna you haven't seen the- annihilation there's a creepy bear person hybrid thing that has this, this scream that just like oh man that's it, the, the scream itself just gives you chills it was probably the like scariest moment in that movie because there's so much yes. tension in that scene and like you don't really know what you're watching. To your point, you're kind of going what the fuck the whole time. Well, when it when it kind of the head slowly comes up by him, yeah, and then you get that scream and you're just like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. and it's like a distorted scream. It's like yeah. multiple people kind of screaming, yep. but distorted and so inventive. Alex Garland's awesome, so. Yeah, you know. yeah. And, and like I said, it was one. Of, it is. I think I've seen the movie at least one more time since. And still, you're just like <laughs> you verbally like, what the fuck? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, good way to get us started, man. I agree with that one. Like I said, uh, mine would be the quote unquote doppelganger scene from Annihilation because mm-hmm. I was just then, I don't know. I just didn't too. expect it to, to end up being the way it was. And I love Natalie Portman. It was it was cool. So. That's some honorable mentions, though. So for my number five, so to Brad's point, spoilers, this is the most recent film on my list, even though okay. it's five, five years old now. But it's the most recent, so it's wow. possible okay. that you may not have seen it. So for me, it's from Hereditary, 2018, uh, okay. when Charlie, Charlie, the young girl, uh, 
sticks her head out the window to get some fresh air because she's having like a allergic head reaction. And we <laughs> there's a telephone pole in the wrong place at the wrong time. And her brother driving the car played by Alex Wolf. You know, also what I love about this scene too is that the way it's shot, like it's it is mm-hmm. a really WTF moment, but Ari Aster, who's one of my favorite filmmakers, the way this scene is shot is it like plays out in real time. Like there's no like gimmicks to like hook you in or you just have to sit there and just like what the fuck just happened yeah because after it happens i mean he drives home mm-hmm. he's, he's in the car and just sits there and then he just goes inside gets in bed and lays down just in shock nothing like complete yep. shock and he's just laying there in bed i think the bigger shock of that is the next morning mm-hmm. when mom finds out and then it cuts to the scene back at the incident Exactly. With all, everything crawling all over. I'm like, ah. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's just shot in a way where you can't escape like the feelings that these characters are going through. You know what I mean? And like, oh, yeah. Trying trying to kind of process it yourself. And, you know, Alex Wolf's in a state of shock. He doesn't call 911. He doesn't wake his parents up. He nope. just, like you said, he just literally goes in the house and just like almost comatose and just like lays there and just can't believe it. And. I feel like that's something that a lot of people would do, like something that horrific that happens. I mean, there's nothing else you could do. Like they're dead. There's mm-hmm. nothing you can do. And you're just like in a state of shock of like, what What do I do? I'm going to go. I need to go try to process this. I'm going to go lay yeah. down and just like, hopefully it's not real. I'm going to go to bed and maybe wake up the next day. And this is all a dream. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely. And he pulled it off too. I mean, it was great performances of this movie. Obviously, Tony Collette, you know, just oh, absolutely slays this role. But you know, Alex Wolf too. And I mean, he plays that kind of quiet, tortured, like guilt-ridden, yeah. you know, person. And in this scene in particular, and then for the rest of the movie, it kind of he kind of carries that burden of what happened. And then you mm-hmm. know, the movie fucking goes nuts at the very end. Which <laughs> I mean, the whole last act of this film is what the fuck, honestly. <laughs> even i mean there are multiple scenes that you could put from this yeah like the scene with tony collette towards the end mm-hmm. you can you could put in the same thing you just absolutely. like what is going on here yeah absolutely so hereditary charlie meets pole <laughs> <laughs> i don't know behead i don't know what you call it but yeah yeah i mean that's, that's what it is yeah that's my number five well we're over to you man what do you got at number four number bradley four now, this is a film. I love this film. I think it's a great film. And have you seen Sorry to Bother You? Uh, I think so. Is that the one with, um, he's like a telemarketer or something yes, like that? Yes, the telemarketer. And they put on like the the, the white people voice because that's what yeah, people are like, talking about. Like, no. But this whole movie leads up to this ending that's just like, I don't even know exactly how to explain it. There's like these horse people and like completely nude. And then you get like the horse schlong just hanging there and you're just like, what is going on? So yeah, I remember now as I put it, the horse schlong reveal from sorry to bother you. That's what I wrote down. (laughs) You know, usually horse schlong reveals don't make me go. What the fuck? But in this movie, (laughs) yeah no that's a good one i don't really remember it though i mean i remember that i remember the horses like dancing around and shit and like yeah it was just 
it came it was to like that a weird end. like i mean that whole end of that movie is a complete wtf moment you're just yeah. like wait a second what what is going on right now it was like a weird dream sequence almost yes you know? yes exactly exactly it all right well that, that's a good one I, i'm gonna revisit that one on youtube when we're done i'm making notes here i, I, I kind of vaguely remember it but i don't remember you know specifics i, I gotta see horse dogs i'll check it out <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding guys <laughs> nobody report me please all right so my number four now this you know it's kind of cliche we've actually already said it a couple times on this recording but this whole movie is literally like what the fuck is this like I respect it from a certain extent, okay. but it's also a movie that I don't ever really want to rewatch because it's so unsettling. It's so disturbing. It's just so weird. And it just makes you feel like you're mm. part of the problem. It makes, it makes you feel like you're doing something wrong when you watch some of this stuff. I'm going to pick one scene from it, the number one scene that made me audibly say what the fuck when I was watching it. But I'm talking about a movie from 2009 directed by Lars von Trier called Antichrist. Have you ever seen this? You would know if you've seen it. <laughs> I don't me. think so. I, it's one of those like I feel like I have, but I don't think I have watched it, bro. It is it. Uh, sure. Is it Willem uh, Dafoe in this? Yeah, Willem is, Dafoe okay. is the father. Charlotte Gainsbourg is the mom. Okay, no, I have not seen this. I've I've heard it talked about many, many, many times. Oh my god, dude. Well, let me just tell you the moment that I'm talking about. <laughs> like I said, there's actually multiple. So. If you're faint of heart, skip ahead a couple minutes here. <laughs> I mean, we're already talking about horse long. So what, yeah. what, what else you got for him? There, I, don't know that it's, I don't know that it's going to get worse in terms of like subject matter, <laughs> at least on my list. But there's a, a scene in this movie where because Willem Dafoe and Charlotte Gainsbourg's characters are husband and wife. He's okay. a psychologist that's trying to help her. So he's you know trying to help his wife get through her mental issues. It turns out he can't do that because she's a witch who's kind of being controlled by the devil. So he realizes there's a lot of supernatural shit that obviously he can't control as a doctor. But anyway, there's a scene where she he learns that and she's trying to kind of keep her witchcraft protected. So she essentially uh, takes like this two by four piece of lumber and like okay. jams it into his genitals. Uh, like that sounds just destroys his groin. At all. I mean. The way it's shot, I mean, there's blood flying everywhere. Like, you see parts of his testicles coming out. That's not the what the... I mean, that is what the fuck. But what happens after that... <laughs> okay. Is he's laying there unconscious, basically. So she essentially rapes him for all intents and purposes. After she destroys his genitals. She's, like, jerking him off. Okay? And this is all on camera, by the way. I think this is an NC-17 movie. I have to look. I think it's NC-17. But anyway, this is all on screen. Like, they don't hide any of this. She's, like, jerking him off after she d did that. And he ends up ejaculating blood comes out of his penis. <laughs> okay. Are you saying Obviously, what the fuck to yourself right now? I am. And I'm like, I'm probably never going to watch this movie now. Like, Dude, I don't need to see I'm this. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? All right. There's another scene later in the movie where she cuts off her own clitoris. Clitoris. <sighs> I'm not French. You know, so I don't I, want to say that. I watch I watch some messed up stuff and <laughs> terrible films, right? But bro, what? I'm just Why? Right Why? Antichrist Why? is a <laughs> there's so much weird shit. There's a disemboweled fox in this movie that like tell talks to Willem Dafoe in the woods. Like 
there's so much, like 80% mm-hmm. of this movie, at least you're sitting there going, what the fuck? It's intense, bro. Okay. It is yeah. like, and I, it's I a can very... say for certain, I have not seen this not. movie. <laughs> you would know, bro. You would know. Uh, the movie is a visceral, like no holds barred watch. I mean, you have to be ready to just like grimace as you're trying to take in all these different imagery and can... like, yeah, make it's too it much. the whole thing like i said i don't think i want to rewatch it i mean i you know i don't yeah. mind lars von Trier. like you know he's he's a very innovative filmmaker but this was a very like hard to watch film that you literally say what the fuck more times than not I it, mean, it's uh, crazy. it sounds like it so i Willem will Dafoe. probably skip this one <laughs> but hey you could always count on Willem Dafoe to take one for the team though am i right i mean he's what? always doing I mean, some he, crazy yeah. shit he he does crazy shit so there you, you go. probably do Antichrist. a whole top five with William William Defoe. Wow, I tell you what, man. I mean, and, I don't mind getting on our what, <laughs> number, number four. fours, guys. Early on, that's not my number one, actually. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, William Defoe's scene in uh, Antichrist. There's my number four, and uh, let's get that out of our minds. What's it? Your number three, man. Uh, my number three is Hereditary. Head meat pole. Uh, that's where okay. I. That's where I put this scene. I think right. it's, it's one of those that you can't not have this on a on a top five. It's just, it was just a shocking scene seeing it in the theater. Like I was like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. This isn't going to. No, no. Oh, yeah, it did happen. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, not just that. It was the after fact where we're going to cut back to her head laying on the ground after you see all this. And then you're like, ah, Okay, so that's your number three. We matched up there on Hereditary. I think that's mm-hmm. you said that's a pretty obvious pick, especially for us horror fans that we are. So uh, yeah, I love that pick. My number three is also a horror movie. It's a slow burn, like international horror movie called Audition. All right, have you seen Audition? Yep. It's right. been a long time, but yes, I have seen it. Okay, so Takeshi Miike. It's a brilliant Japanese horror film. He he pushes uh, the envelope with a lot of things in his movies. So yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of scenes in this one too. Um, I'm not going to mention the scene with the body in the bag in the apartment. Do you remember that scene when it starts moving? There's like a really there's kind of like a panning shot going towards this like kind of sack that's in the apartment. Her apartment. Okay. Yeah. 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 And the phone's like ringing and she's sitting there just like staring blankly. And there's this bag on the floor and it's getting closer and closer. And as it gets closer, the bag starts moving. So there's something alive in it. So that's a good one, too. That one made me go, what the fuck, too? That was more of like (laughs) almost like a jump scare almost. (laughs) But for me, my WTF moment is at the end of the film when she has the piano wire and she's basically cutting his limbs off. Yeah. uh, Basically for not being with her she's crazy obviously and wants him to be with her so she has him kind of like tied up on all, all all four of his limbs tied up and she's slowly just taking them off like by slicing them with like a piano wire which throwback to hereditary <laughs> mentioned there we had earlier <laughs> yeah, but, one of those yeah, I, I was but... just like it was like cringy it wasn't in my cringe worthy episode that i did but it's a very cringy moment too where you kind of have your eyes covered a little bit and it's a it's a slow slow scene where it's very gory and just like you're just watching it slowly happen yeah so you're like audition is intense brother i love that movie it is a slow burn movie it takes like an hour before it really gets into the quote-unquote horror stuff it's a lot of kind of like build up and Mm -hmm. 
but it's filmed in a way that it's going to sound crazy, but it's almost like kind of like a romantic comedy. Like it kind of settles you in. And then yeah. when you and then when you get to kind of like the scary stuff, that's why you're like, what the fuck? Because you didn't expect it from such like a, you know, kind of fragile character that she is. And, you know, he seems like such a good dude. And like, you know, I think he does that a, a lot with his films. Like he just like you're like, OK, like, have you ever seen Ichi the Killer? It's another one of his movies yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. where it's like he gets you into his film and maybe there might be a few things here and there. But then all of a sudden he's like, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the gloves off and like punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. He just yeah. takes you the rest of the way. Yeah, great filmmaker. So that's uh, that's my number three there. We're up to our runner-ups, Bradley. As Run always, ups. as always, you come on the show. I love having you. You're, you're quippy, man. You're like, here's my number two. <laughs> I'm like, boom, boom, boom. Let's go. Bam. Yeah. All right, but go ahead. What do you got to your runner-up, man? <laughs> like, I, I got to get in, get out, Gerald. That's how <laughs> we do it. We man. keep on a schedule. I hear it. I'm surprised this didn't get released as a TikTok. <laughs> a cinnamon <laughs> let's plus. It, let's keep it to a minute. Yeah. Uh, my number two, it came out during, during a time of the French extreme horror movies of like Martyrs, Frontiers, High Tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Inside. I don't know if, you, if you've ever Ooh. seen Inside. It's a French I film. Love that. I love that movie. That's the pregnant uh, lady, yes. right? Yes. Home yeah, Invasion film. Movie with a pregnant woman and that's a good one it all leads up to i mean it's it's got like some gunshot scenes and like just blood flowing but the very end of the film this woman cuts the baby out of this pregnant woman's stomach and i mean it's really intense what happens and then she's just sitting there like holding that baby and you're just Mm -hmm. like First time I watched this movie, it, and it was, I was like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Like, yeah, really graphic, whoa. extremely graphic and shocking for sure. This movie was shocking. That scene was shocking, but this movie was shocking, too, because I remember I turned it on a few years ago. I just saw it a few years mm-hmm. ago for the first time. It was, I think it was like in October when I do a lot of horror watches and I was like, I've never seen this. Yeah. It was shocking, too, because like I really, really liked it and I didn't it, know why I hadn't heard a lot about it. It's a good movie. Like it's a yeah. really good home invasion movie. And yeah, I agree. It's home invasion movie. Yeah. And she's, you know, s- s- seemingly so helpless because she's nine yeah. months pregnant. It's Christmas Eve in the movie. I mean, she does. Like, she does very well fight back. I mean, she gets the crap beat out of her leading up to this. Like, yeah, I love the bathroom scene when she's scene. locked in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, lot of uh, blood used for this film. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, without a doubt. I think it's because I remember lot- it like she's on the stairs and it's like, I think it, it is it scissors she uses, I think, yeah. like basically kind of cutting the baby out. Literally, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh man. Yeah, it's intense. I- and a lot of these French horror, like, have you seen High Tension, Frontiers, Martyrs? Like, they're all kind Martyrs of that, I like, have. hardcore mm-hmm. horror, like real bloody, real intense. Yeah. And it, they all came out. I mean, within a few years of each other. Yeah. Similarly, to like Italian horror. It's like, you know, they won't hold back when it comes to the blood. Oh, yeah. No, so. no, not at all. But it's a great pick. Any horror fans listening, I think you should see Inside. It's a French horror from, I think, like 2007 or something like that. It's, um, some, or is it not that old? There was a U.S. remake a few years yeah, later. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I never saw that, though. Not, not nearly as good. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen the remake. Well, there you go. So inside is your number two. My number two is one that I didn't think of. I actually found it in a post on Reddit. 
And I was like, yeah, you know what? When I saw this, I <laughs> was visibly shocked. And I was audibly saying, what the fuck, to my friend that I was with in the movie theater. I can remember the moment when I would turn to him and go, what the fuck? And he's he's going, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> it's the year, it's my first year of college. I saw this in the theater. So it was right at the kind of infancy stages of me becoming just a huge cinephile, too. So like but, 1976? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There. Okay. Yeah. So it's Nosferatu from 1920, <laughs> whatever. No, it's uh, 1994's Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino film. Okay. I think I know the scene you're going to go with. When uh, Butch is in the pawn shop, he gets free um, and he, you know, is there with Marcellus and he's on the run from Marcellus. So he's like about to dip out. He, he escapes, but he hears, you know, some rustling going on downstairs. And Butch decides to check it out. So he grabs like a samurai sword. He goes downstairs. And when he opens the door in the basement, we essentially see Zed, who's like the quote unquote policeman cop. Yep. Giving it to Marcellus with the (laughs) gimp watching on. All right. In full leather, you know. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know. And I mean, I was like 18 at the time, too. So I'm like, you know not really put my eyes on a lot of like gay sex back then. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, this is, I mean, for 1994, bro. I mean, this well, was like crazy to be on screen and a movie, a big release in a theater movie. Yeah. It's like, I wasn't expecting this. I mean, I thought he was like getting beat up or like tortured or like, you know, any number of things were kind of going through my head and, you know, Bruce Willis is going to try to make good by saving him, which of course, I mean, he does, but I didn't expect to, see what we saw when Bruce Willis <laughs> opened that door. And I I haven't heard Tarantino. I'm sure he probably has at some point. I haven't heard him discuss this scene specifically, but I wonder almost if that was written in there kind of for that shock. The shock value. value. Yeah. I know it was to make Marcellus a little more vulnerable too. I mean, a lot vulnerable, more vulnerable. and get saved. And then, you know, that way you can have the line. Zed's yeah. dead, baby. Zed's dead. Yeah, man. <laughs> and even at, he even add. remember the sound effect when Marcellus stands up. And it's like, you know, but closes together, has that little sound effect to like, <laughs> no, I, like Tupperware <laughs> closing or whatever. I'm like, bro, Tarantino went in on this scene. So I don't know about you, man, but I was just like so shocked. Tarantino went on to be one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. And, you know, there's a there's a couple other WTF moments in Pulp Fiction, but that's the one that I just didn't expect. Okay. It. Like, I just didn't think that I would see anything like that, despite how crazy the movie was with the injection of adrenaline and like all that shit and oh, yeah. you know, everything is going on. I just didn't expect to see anal rape. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know how else to say it. You know what I mean? A lot going on in that movie. And I, you know, when I saw it in 94, it was one of those like, Oh my gosh, I love just film in general. Like this was something different that I'd never seen at that point. You know, 94 I'm in college and I'm just like, this what is this this is amazing i mean i have a yeah back here behind me there's a pulp fiction poster hanging on my wall and like nice it's it's a great film yeah one of my favorites man so definitely a wtf moment for me as a movie fan was uh marcellus and butch with the gimp and zed down in the basement zed so there you go baby. anybody that's seen it knows what i'm talking about anybody that hasn't i apologize <laughs> you're you're in for something so well i don't think you need to apologize after what you had at number four so yeah that's true I mean, yeah you, you set them you set them up but by the time we yeah. got here they're like oh that's nothing man 
Yeah, it's not as bad as my number four, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, man, so there we go. Look at this. We're up to our number one WTF movie moments. Bradley, what do you got? Well, my number one is uh, it, the most recent one on my list, most recent film. You're not going to be shocked by this. Anybody that knows me is not going to be shocked by this pick. And that is Malignant. Mm, oh, yeah. When we, mm. when we get the reveal... And if we go into the scene in the police station, because up until this point of the film, it's very like creepy kind of an atmosphere. And you're like, okay, I'm kind of digging this. What's going on? What's this connection trying to figure it out. And then all of a sudden it turns into this crazy bloodbath action scene in you're just like, what is happening right now? My yeah. whole thing went from like, you know, it's maybe a a decent three star movie. Like this is okay, and then that happened. And I'm, my eyes just perk up. Like this movie fucking rules. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> what was funny about this movie too is I remember being somewhat disappointed in myself after the fact because it kind mm-hmm. of tells you a little bit in the marketing. Like the poster has the. Yeah image of the two heads essentially Mm -hmm. and like there's some of her dream sequences like it kind of i mean when you look back at it you can go oh okay that's why she kind of like bleeds and double or whatever yes but when it happened you start processing that and you do go what the fuck yeah because this whole scene's happening and then you're trying to like figure out what's going on and go oh wait yeah okay this makes sense of the 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 head in the head and like but what yeah. the hell's going on right now? Exactly. Let me process this for a second, James Wan. <laughs> and it was one of those I was very disappointed that I didn't experience this one in the theater. It was oh, one yeah, of the I didn't day either. I saw it on like HBO Max. Yeah, I think, HBO or, Max. Yeah. It was a day and yeah. date. So I'm, I mean, I'm watching it on my TV, but still, like, mm-hmm. it, seeing that whole thing play out in the theater would have been really cool to just be like, what? Yeah. Great effects. I remember, you know, great choreography with the fight scene. Yeah, it's just all moving backwards and yeah, just the dude. way they had to do it all. Yeah, I've seen some behind the scenes stuff with that and the stunt people involved and stuff, and it's just it's it's amazing. You know, it's that's that's a good one. That's a good one. So I, I'm sure uh, nobody's I, gonna be shocked that I put malignant no, at number one. Not at all. But you know, I try to stay away <laughs> somewhat from plot twists, so I didn't really didn't really creep into my because I yeah, feel like that's a pretty big plot twist where it you was go, a big, oh, okay. Big plot twist. A plot twist slash shocking scene because the way yeah. the first three quarters of the movie played out you didn't expect this to happen yeah exactly yeah so there you go malignant now it's an action movie (laughs) malignant the reveal there uh uh, what's his name grindel what's his name in the movie it's uh gabriel yeah there you go gabriel the the gabriel i I got to meet the guy who voiced gabriel last year when at comic expo without even knowing it he's a voice actor guy and he was like I'm just talking to him. He's yeah, I did the voice of Gabriel Malignant. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, Excuse what? me? <laughs> Can you like, turn no around way. and shake my head backwards? So he, I need you to this. He's a voiceover guy, so he's really good. He just all of a sudden, he just within a second split into that voice. I was like, oh, my God, it's you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that would have been such a cool experience. All right. So there you go. It's your number one. Number uh, my number one, my number one is not horror. I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit because with the exception of Pulp Fiction, I've had a lot of horror over here. but. It is from The Departed, Martin Scorsese film mm. from 2006. Yep, I know what the scene. What I'll just, yeah, dude, what I'll just call the elevator scene at the yes. end, towards the end of yes. the movie. 
when Leo gets shot as well, a lot of people get shot, but it starts with Leo oh, yeah, getting yeah. shot at, at point blank range, which at the time I just didn't expect it. it Scorsese sets it up. Like we're already at the end of the movie. We've already had our yeah. climax with what happens in the apartment. We find out about, you know, basically Matt Damon being a rat and like, so we know, like, we're like, okay, well, that that was a great ending. Like, I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Leo's going to save the day, you know. That's exactly what Matt I Damon thought, in, too. And then, yeah, he's got Matt Damon in custody. <laughs> we're going to fucking ride off into the sunset with some Irish lullaby or something. Like, it'll be great. And then the elevator opens, and literally within not even one second, his brains are all, all over the wall. Yes, yes. Uh, and then it kind of continues from there because a couple other people get their heads blown off, which you didn't really expect either. So it's just Matt Damon <laughs> just standing there like with all these and dead Matt bodies around Damon. him. And, you know, ends up kind of getting away with it, for lack of a better way to put it. So and I, I don't know. It I was crazy. That, when I saw that in the theater, I was that same way. You're you're that same feeling like, OK, we're coming to the end. Like, OK, they got they got their guy. <clears> and then you're just like, whoa, whoa, what? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. <laughs> So it really set me back, man. I didn't expect it. You know, it was, uh, it was, it was, it, I mean, it was a bit of a plot twist too. So I guess that's not fair for my criteria, but I just, I couldn't think of a movie where I was more like, what the fuck in my mind when I saw it, you know, cause it was just like immediate too. like the door, oh, the elevator yeah. door opens and it's like, he's just gone. And what was crazy about that too, is because Leo was like, so pivotal to the story he was like the person that you were with the whole time he was like kind of the conduit for the audience to the story so like i was really connected to him i really wanted him to succeed and kind of get through it you know yeah oh yeah you were in for him and you felt like he was and then like literally within a second it was like oh okay well that's not gonna happen so it was just really crazy in that respect too my the movie now now what do i do what who do i root for what's going on i don't i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. So the elevator scene from The Departed is my number one. So there you go, Bradley. Those are our top five WTF moments. Yours were a lot less sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I think we uh, we might need to have a we might need to have an intervention with you there, Gerald. To the... I don't know what to say there. I'm sorry. Uh, I guess the sex is just weird to me. It just makes me go, "What the fuck?" I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's take a quick break, Brad. We'll run a little promo. We come back. We'll give some honorable mentions and then uh, shout out the fans online. I'm pretty sure I put this up in the old suggestion box a couple weeks ago when we were originally we supposed to roll. Yep. So I'll check that out, too. We'll be back in just a minute and we'll go through that. Everybody sit tight. Hey, guys, it's Brad from the top rated podcast, Apple Teeny Plus. Not to mention, you know, some other show, the cinema guys and some to be thing that I do. Every year, my buddy Gerald, he does an award show he calls The Golden Peas. It's his own personal movie awards honoring the previous year in film. This year, for the first time ever, he's going to broadcast it on YouTube with many guest presenters giving out awards for categories such as Best Movie, Best Female Performance, Best Horror Movie, just to name a few. The best part of all this, the winners are voted and chosen by you. The awards are 100% based on participation and votes. So help promote and share it. You know, get the word out for this event leading up to it. And, of course, don't forget to cast your vote. 
head over to twopeasonapod.com slash goldenpeas to see a list of nominees and cast your vote. Then tune in Monday, March 13th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time to see the winners revealed live on YouTube. There'll be some amazing guests and Gerald is joined by none other than the god of podcasting himself, Brian Loisauce. So we hope you can join in the fun and celebrate our love of movies. You won't want to miss it. Welcome back, guys. As I said pre-break, my old friend Brad from the Cinema Guys is here. We just discussed our top five WTF movie moments. Bradley, remind them over there, what was your five to one again? Well, my number five was Annihilation, the bear person, and said scream with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, sorry to bother you, the the horse schlong, as I put down. <laughs> number three, Hereditary, heads meets pole. Number two, Inside, cutting the baby out. And number one, Malignant, the reveal leading into the police station action slaughter. Mm-hmm. I love it. My number five was also hereditary where Charlie meets the telephone pole. My number four was basically the entire runtime of Antichrist, but I went ahead and <laughs> I went ahead and drilled it down to Willem Dafoe's ejaculating scene. My number three was the piano strings amputation from audition towards the mm-hmm. end of the movie. My number two was Zed and the Gimp having their way with Marcellus in Pulp Fiction in the basement of the pawn shop. And then my number one would have been Leo's fate in the elevator scene in The Departed. So there you go. Some good, uh, only the one hereditary crossover, some good WTF moments. If you guys can stomach it, look them up on YouTube or watch these films. And even though you've heard us talk about it, you're probably still going to say WTF (laughs) to yourself. You might. Yeah, definitely. As usual, I've got five honorable mentions here, Brad, to round out my top 10. Why don't you give us yours first? Do you have any honorables that didn't quite crack the top five? I do. Uh, one was another bullet to the head scene, and that is burn after reading mm-hmm. when Brad Pitt coming yeah. out of the closet, like Brad Pitt's yeah, character's all one. happy. Boom. Same thing. Just like quick. Boom, boom. You're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, next, I have color out of space when the mm-hmm. mom and the kid merge and they're like this. Oh, yeah. Weird Gooey creature blob. just moaning yeah. thing. And they're like, Ugh. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terrifier. The splitting it down the middle. First Ooh, time I, I saw that movie, it was shocked about that one. Yeah, I almost also, went Terrifier two, but I'm like, it didn't shock me because I'd already seen a, you know, I know what art can do. Yeah, I think the <laughs> shocking part of the Terrifier two scene was just like how long it went yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he is not giving this girl any rest. No, yeah, and then but no, that's a good one. Last one is a plot twist, and that's the ending of Saw. I mm. did not expect him to get up off the floor. And that was a definite like, what the fuck? No way. Yeah. One of the (laughs) greatest here the whole time. One of the greatest endings in horror movies, for sure. Uh, That'll be on my that'll be on my plot twist episode. Just spoiler alert for anybody that that listens to this episode. Maybe it'll be far enough removed for him. But I can already tell you, I'd be shocked if that one wasn't in my plot twist uh, top five. All right. So for me, my number six would be kind of like the all time like classic plot twist where it really okay. like started started to kind of become a thing in cinema after that and social media of course it makes it so hard because you get spoiled for everything but that was not the case in 1980 when darth vader told luke that he was his father so first time i saw that i didn't know that 
I was lucky enough to not know that plot twist prior to seeing it. As and a young, I, young pup, you were just like, what? what yeah, I probably didn't say what the fuck at six <laughs> years old, but yeah. But anyway, I was shocked that the villain, Vader, the yeah. supervillain, was our he- hero's father. And it was, you know, it's just one of those moments. Uh, I've mentioned this movie a million times. This probably should have been, num- been my number one, but I mentioned it so many times on the show, I decided to put it in my honorable mentions. But it's the chest burster from Alien. Okay. Ridley Scott, I mean, when first time I ever saw that movie, it was it was a shocker. I I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's and what they did with the effects in '79 were were great. So yeah, and my number eight is another cringy sexual thing. <laughs> so I'm sorry, <laughs> just realizing this again, another one. But there's a scene in Seven, David Fincher Seven, where we find out that oh uh, yeah, the guy had to wear like a blade strap on to to have sex with a prostitute as a way to punish her for lust. I think it was in, in the sin. Yeah. I'm like pausing it at going, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, that's a fucking strap on. He's supposed to do her with that. So yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was saw before it was before saw was a thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, my number nine, we already talked about was the doppelganger scene from Annihilation. And my number 10 was my favorite film from 2019. Actually, one of my favorite films of last decade, and that's Parasite. When the, I'll just call it the basement reveal in Parasite. Oh, yes. Yes. We kind of. I actually forgot all about that one. Yes. Yeah, he's kind of what's going on down there and yeah. uh, kind of brings apart a whole, it brings along a whole new storyline with it. The movie kind of changes gears after that. So. Uh, that there you go. Those are our top tens, guys. What the fuck movie moments? What were yours? Please let me know if you're listening to this episode or comment over on YouTube. What we're going to do now, Brad, is we're going to head over to social media and see what the fans had to say in the old suggestion box. Old we open that up, up every week to see what we got in there. So I said, first up, what are some of your craziest WTF movie moments? Let's see what we got over there. Joey Mills, a uh, frequent guest and collaborator of mine, he says recently he would have to say the Gabriel reveal in Malignant. So there you go. There we go. That's a good one. Uh, Joey Austin says the Sicilian scene in True Romance between Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken. That's an all-time scene, man. That's a good one. That is a really that that scene is so well acted. Like it's just a freaking clinic between those two. Uh, I don't know that I was saying what the fuck during it, but I was. I admire it every time. It's so good. Uh, William H. Macy catching his wife cheating on him in Boogie Nights. Yeah. Where he kind of blows his head off after he <laughs> kills everybody. <laughs> that was definitely what the fuck. And that's another moment, too, where the movie just shift gears. Like It's yeah. like that point in the movie where you're like, okay, we're not having fun anymore. So uh, good shout outs there. <laughs> we're not having fun anymore. Like some of Gerald's movies. I don't know exactly. if we were ever having fun. We never had. Yeah, believe me, <laughs> there was no fun to be had in Antichrist. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Maybe the credits before the movie started. Josh Ragland says the sixth sense moment was big WTF for him. That's also probably going to make my plot twist. So I didn't consider it for this list. But yeah, that's what do you think, man? When did you you didn't see that coming, did you? No, I didn't see that coming at all. And what's funny is ever since then, M. Night's been really trying to like recapture that. Yeah, Yeah, the closest he came to it is split because I didn't expect the end of how split fit into uh, you know the unbreakable universe right yeah that's true that's that's a that was a good twist too uh jared taylor patron and friend of the show says clerks <laughs> when we find out who had sex with caitlin in the quit stop bathroom 
She had sex with a fucking dead guy? Uh, at least somebody else is doing some weird sex stuff. So thank you, Jerry. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're not the only one. Chris Yeti, he actually told us to remind this, remind everybody that the show was spoiler heavy. So I'm glad you did that at the top, Brad, because I would have forgotten. Uh, and he actually named my number one. So he says the elevator scene in The Departed. Uh, Gunny Hartman getting blown away uh, in basic training in full metal jacket and the telephone pole in hereditary. So some good lists there. Uh, Brett from dissect that film says the beginning of Halloween ends. It was the only good part of the mm. movie. What do you think about that? Yeah, that I mean, actually it, was, yeah. it was a surprise and yeah. the movie's good. <laughs> I'm going to have to disagree with you there. My biggest, what the fuck <laughs> we, moment we from that movie discussion. is that you like it. <laughs> yeah. Go back and listen to that episode. People, you could see we did actually. Yeah. We, yeah. Did you hear me? My biggest WTF moment from that movie is that you liked it. I mean, you know, <laughs> you shouldn't be shocked. <laughs> you see that's the true, stuff actually. I watch. That's true. Uh, Brett also says the twist at the end of the sixth sense. And we mentioned it earlier, but that bedroom scene in terrifier too. I agree. You definitely sitting there yeah. going, what the fuck, you know? And, and like I said, it, it didn't, it shocked me more. Like you said, how long it was rather than what happens. Exactly. Yeah. It just said it kept going and got worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. It was like, Oh my God, is this ever going to end? Yeah. Uh, somebody named Brad Hargis says his WTF moment is that people actually like the menu. Uh, I don't agree with that. That's, Brad, who's this Brad a, guy? That's, that's truth right there. People truth. <laughs> who's this Brad Mediocre. Guy? Isn't that what I call it? Oh, a God. mediocre menu. Oh God. One of the, one of the greatest letterbox reviews I've ever read though, is after I saw the menu and I came out and I was looking at letterbox reviews. And somebody said, you know what? This would have never happened at an Olive Garden. <laughs> it's true. One of the best and reviews. And you would have got unlimited <laughs> breadsticks and salad. Oh, man. Uh, Adam Malore <laughs> says Bones and All is pretty fucked up. That was my favorite movie of 2022 is my I number one. I haven't I agree. seen it yet. I haven't my seen it My wife commented. She doesn't always do that. But she says every moment from Midsummer. I had another Ari Aster. That had some. Uh, That's a fucked up movie. Yeah. Yeah. I almost, I almost like the intro to that almost made it in because I didn't expect the movie to start out. No. The way it started. And, I, and I reminded her of that. Cause she was thinking about the scene with the old, the old people diving off the cliff. Yeah. Um, and then the bear stuff at the end and the, the fire bear or the drink, the drink, the, the oh. weird sex, the stuff with him. Oh yeah. With old people, but <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot, there's people. A there's a lot. <laughs> but I had to remind her about the opening and she's like, Oh yeah. Well then I'm just going to say every moment. So there you go. <laughs> So Pete also mimics our hereditary pick. Uh, Michael Hill says Van Wilder's pastry scene. That was in my cringeworthy. That was in Mm. my cringeworthy. I forgot about that. I don't need to mess with that at all. Uh, Let's see. Top tier patron of the show, Dan Roski says, while visually appealing and intriguing, the whole Selma dancing, then vampires fighting shit is still my favorite WTF moment. I think he's talking about... um, Ah, shit. What, uh, God damn it. What's the, um, with Antonio Banderas and uh, Desperado. Oh, right? oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. From Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn. There you go. Yeah. The Desperado. Two movies in sequel. one. There you go. Uh, Dan Brennick. No, I'm sorry. This is Dan Brennick on behalf of Nerdgevert, our buddy Jason. His oh, favorites yeah. are the Midsummer opening. There you go. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're just talking we about go. that. The audition torture scene, which was on my list. And Old Boy, uh, the ending sequence. He doesn't, want to remember the remake of old boy which i agree and look at this amanda says the horse people and sorry to bother you yeah there we how go how about that how about that we have more, more horse fans 
pants a horse slog. What is going on over there? <laughs> David Powell, patron and friend of the show, so we have to end on him. He says the finale of Marchers, the OG, not the bullshit uh, U.S. remake. remake. <laughs> yeah. And then he also says Kaiser Sose's reveal in The Usual Suspects. Yeah, great I mean, plot that, twist. That was too. a yeah plot twist. What the fuck reveal that you didn't see coming when it happened? You're just like, oh, wow. <laughs> this one cracks me up, so I'll read it. Joey DiCarlo, a friend of ours from So Wizard, says, The most recent rewatch of The Room, I realized during the sex scenes that Tommy Wiseau moans and then goes, ha ha, after each moan. <laughs> <laughs> God. I had to end on something weird and sexual. You know that, Brett. You know, it works. It works. Uh, we fumbled through that somehow, but we made it. So there we go. Our top five WTF movie moments. And thank you guys so much for all the feedback this week. Bradley, a big fan of yours, man. And uh, like I said at the top, I love you. I love everything you do online. People should check you out. If you watch Tubi, if you love movies, if I don't know, if you love people with beards that wear hats in their garage. I don't know. Where are you? You're in the basement. Where are you at? I'm in the basement. You're in the garage. So be careful. You know. Be careful. I had a couple really bad basement scenes in my list here. You never know what's around the shadow. True. It is dark down here behind me. <laughs> what do you got? Tell them where to find you, brother. Uh, I mean, you can find in the cinema guys. I mean, anywhere you, you uh, listen to podcasts, myself, Justin and the Cinemaiden, just three friends that love talking movies. And aside from that, I take the cinema guys and go much further with Tubi Tuesday with Brad. I watch Tubi movies and talk about them over on TikTok and YouTube. You can go watch all that stuff over there. And yeah, I just have fun making, watching movies and making stuff just like you. Like, have a blast doing it. I love it, man. A fellow creator. There you go. So this episode is dropping Bradley, I think, the week after the Golden Peas, I think. But if not... Okay because my release schedule sometimes gets switched around. Make sure you check the show notes so that you can tune into the Golden Peace. It's going to be on March 13th. I'll be there. This, yeah, you will be. You'll be one of the presenters. I'm excited about that. So this might be the week after that, but if it's not, check your show notes and, and tune into the Golden Peas. And also look up all of Bradley's stuff down below as well. And you can follow him over on social media and give him a couple thumbs up over there. So Brad, I appreciate you coming back on the show, man. It means a lot. I know. It's always a blast. I love, I love recording with you. Same here, we should brother. do it. We should uh, we should do it again sometime. Maybe talk about some Apple stuff. I was gonna say we should start an Apple TV podcast. We should. We should. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Those of you that don't know, we did do that about a year ago. We have like three episodes, so four. that tells you how that's been going. We got four, four in four. one year. Yeah, come on, guys. We're creating content over here. <laughs> All right, uh, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it, and I will be back next week. Until then, everybody take care. <laughs>